Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua. Thank you, Rabbi Israeli, for covering the Daf last week. We are on Pei Vav, dealing today with issues of Truman and Meiser. The uh, connection with Yavamis is a little bit of a stretch, except for the marriage aspect as far as when, at what point of uh, the marriage process is the woman allowed to have from the Trumas or the Meiseros. I want to give a little background, and uh, then we're going to deal with some historical facts and some changes. If we deal with uh, the basic tithing that was given, so according to the Torah, the tr- what we refer to as the Truma Gedola, which must be separated from agricultural produce and given to the Kohanim, the Torah doesn't state a uh, specific amount. When you get uh, later on into Halacha, and some of this is going to be based on Navim, Navi Yecheskel, for a poor person, it should be a 60th, a 50th for the average person, a 40th for more generous of the agriculture that's given to a Kohen. Now there's also Maiserishon. That's going to be very important for us. Maiserishon, which is a positive commandment of the Torah, which requires giving of one-tenth to the Levi. This is after the giving of the standard Truma. Now, I'm assuming at this point that it's given to the Levi, and we're not going to assume yet that it's given to a Kohen or a Levi. We're going to assume at this point that there's a clear segregation between Levium and Kohanim. So let's say a Kohen wants to do what a Levi's job is. That's not up to him. Everyone has their own jobs. It's very interesting, I've mentioned this before, that even a Kohen doesn't necessarily get to pick his job. He has to do what the um, head Kohen tells him what to do. It's the same thing with a Levi. Levi's a great singer, but they want him to be involved in one of the other services. That's what he has to do. I once heard Ramosha Lichtenstein explain this from a Hashkafi perspective. Um, Hashem doesn't work for us. We work for the Ribbon Shalom. That's the basic idea. He gave over a Misa about someone in the army. You know, he grew up his whole life wanting to play a certain role in the army, but Saha wanted him to do something else. And he said, listen, at the end of the day, the army chooses what you do. You don't choose what you want to do. This says a lot about not just military service, but as far as our Avodah Hashem. So let's assume at this point, without any historical changes, that we will see soon, based on Sefer on Ezra, the Kohen gets the uh, Truma Gedola, the Levi gets the Maiserisha. Then we also have to know here about the Truma Samaisa. Truma Samaisa is the Levi who takes 10% of what he received and he gives this to the Kohen. So what he got from the Israelim he gives to the Kohen. Um, very good. Now, we have, in the beginning of the Gemara, I want to share with you now Rashi, because it's really very interesting Rashi. The Gemara says that, uh, following the opinion of Rab Meir, that everything is as we spelled out, the uh, Truma to the Kohen, the Maiserishon to the Levi. So the Gemara makes an interesting statement, not a common statement. That, you know, usually you see a quote from an Amora, it's going to be quoted from another Amora, maybe back to a Tana. But here it's Mishmei de Gemara, the name of the Gemara. 
to establish the position of Reb Meir. What does that mean? It's Mishmedi Gemara. So if you look at the Gemara, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, The Rashi there gives the explanation. Mishmedi Gemara, So here you have a teaching that goes all the way back to Reb Meir. It's not that the Tanoyim or the Amorayim, which is more common, are supporting based on logic or based on Svara or based on what one heard from one Rebbe, the position of Remeyer, but they're able to actually draw it back directly to Remeyer. What you're seeing over here is that the term Gemara means Mesorah. Kach ki bel mirabo, rabo mirabo, ad Remeyer sheshama mishmo, v'lab mindatik mefarish l'taimad Remeyer. Right, they're not just using the logic, but this is clearly the position of Remeyer. You don't have to bring a proof for it. It's a Mesorah of the position of Remeyer. And again, the Lushan of the Gemara is Remeyer, is uh, Mesorah. The other point here that I wanted to just uh, stress at this point is Tevel. Right? We usually think of Tevel when there hasn't been um, Truma given. Maybe you think about it, Maeserishon. The Gemara here makes a statement, Tevel shalahura mimeno kol ikar. That even though Maeser Ani has not been given, so on your produce, your produce is considered to be Tevo. Even though Maeser Ani does not have the same sanctity as, let's say, uh, Maeser Ani doesn't have to be dealt with only Bitahara, but still your general uh, package that a person has is considered to be Tevo. Now, whether it's halachically tevel as far as all the chiyuvim that are associated with it, we're not going to assume that. But what I want to point out over here is that until you have completed all your maisa, there's a shame tevel on your entire um, portfolio, which is an important message. And again, it has practical messages for today as well. Even today, you're not going to necessarily have the same chiyuvim when it comes to giving um, what we call maisa today is going to be very different than Maeser, definitely very different than Maeser Rishon. And according to some, you take the opinion of the Bach, that it's a very strong minhag today, not necessarily halacha, but to think about it, the fact that it's incomplete. Your your portfolio is incomplete. It has some shame, negative shame that's associated with it. And Lamaisa, this is a hashkafic issue, because it's really not yours. It's on loan for the Rebona Shalolam, from the Rebona Shalolam. It's not yours. It's not supposed to hurt us so much to give tzedakah. If it does, from Saragra, okay, Baruch Hashem, that's the training that we have to go through. But Lamaisa, it's all from the Rebona Shalolam. Everything's from the Rebona Shalolam. But especially when it comes to what we have to give away, we should have that attitude. And this stresses it through the shame tevel that's associated on one's, what I'm calling one's financial portfolio, until they've given away everything. Even Maisa Ani, even Maisa Shani. And it's fascinating. Maisa Shani may be even a bigger Chiddush because Maisa Shani is eaten by the person. So the person wants to say, listen, I don't want to eat it. I'm going to have a shame Tevil on it. No, but that's part of your job. Because if you remember, we discussed this many times, Maisa Shani has an objective. The objective of Maisa Shani is to get people to go into Eretz Yisrael, specifically people in Eretz Yisrael, to go to Yerushalayim and to spend time and be influenced there. The Sefer Achinuch, who explains that if you yourself could only stay there for a short time, 
then you're going to leave your children there. You're going to leave, leave at least one child there who's then going to come back and have a, a hashpa on your community. Without that being done, there's an isr tevel, shame tevel placed on it. There's something lacking. You're not using your finances in the right way, both as far as giving away, but even for what you are supposed to achieve. It's a very fascinating discussion on Ahmed Bey's historical discussion. I'm going to fast forward it to the Rambam, then we'll work our way back. It's the Rambam Hilchus Maisa Perik Aleph So this seems to be consistent with what we've seen from the Shittas Rameyer. We have a pasuk that tells you that Trumas and Trumas Meister is going to go specifically to the Kohen. Then it says, we'd expect maybe the same thing to be with Meister Rishon, that it should go only to the Leviim. He put a fine, a kanas, he punished the Leviim Bismano in his time, that they should no longer get Maiserishon, but they go to Kohanim instead, because the Levium didn't go up with him to Yerushalayim. Now the fact that Kohanim would have access to it, not only as a Havamina, but in a Maskana, so the Gemara dealt with it, we know that Kohanim are part of Levium, so it's not the most shocking place that it should go, assuming you're allowed to move it. What does this mean, Lefishlo Olo Imo Lirushalayim? So there's a lot to say here. We're not going to cover it all. It's not a Navish here. I encourage you to learn Ezra Perches, look into Nehemiah Perik Yud. And we're talking here about definitely uh, at first when Ezra returned. Now, Ezra didn't come back at first. First it was Zerubbabel. Ezra was hanging out with his Rebbe, Baruch Benaria, the Talmud of Yirmiyahu. But it says that when Ezra This is Ezra Perches Ezra says I didn't find the Levium there. So they seem to be a missing tribe, and because of this, they didn't end up getting Maiserisha. Um, now, for how long they didn't get Maisa Rishon is an interesting question. If you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says, Lizmano. It's a very important diok in the Rambam. If you look into the Gemara, it looks like it was for a lot longer. You know, and what's going to happen during Bayish Lishi. But the Rambam seems specifically to say Maisa Rishon. That's pointed out by the Minchas Chinuch. The question is, what happened to the Levium? I'm a Levi. So my ancestors stayed back in Bavel. So if you look at the Rishonim on Ezra, and you have to look also in the Gemara and Kiddushin where this comes up on Daf Samachtes, and you combine our Gemara, and I'm giving you a Yalku Shemoni, Tehillim, Reish Mem Zayin, Tuf Tuf Pei Gimel, and a Pasuk in Tehillim, Perekuf Lam Zayin. Many years ago we taught Ezra, and a Ritva in Kiddushin, Daf Samachtes, Samad Aleph, you basically have two groups of Levium. There was one group of Levium, they were involved in playing instruments. They were so distressed about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. How could we play our instruments in Bavel? And they actually damaged, they, mute, they did something terrible. 
they injured their thumbs that they can no longer play. On one hand, there's great idealism there, but there also seems to be a lack of hope. So that's a big discussion. The Ridva says these guys did come back, but the problem was at least one area of the service they would not be able to participate in. It's the other Levium that did not come back. So you end up with a shortage in the service. Now, Levium are divided into three areas. They're involved in the instruments slash singing. They're involved in the um, schlepping, at least in the Mishkan, but they also had a role, a functional role, as far as opening up and closing the gates of the Beis Hamigdash. Now, this is a very, very interesting historical discussion. It's hard to judge others when we ourselves are still living here in Chutzlaretz. If you look at the last line of the Ritva, Hanachon Shebemala Rishona Olu Sham B'nei Levi Kisherim, so maybe there were before Ezra came up Levium that did come, and there were Levium that came later. So the Ridva is already trying to qualify the sin of the Levium, but there is some collective responsibility. I just wanted to point out very uh, briefly a fascinating tshuva that is on this daf from the Chashuke Chemed. The Chashuke Chemed, you know, borrows from the story and from the Argomar's analysis. He said that there were a bunch of uh, poor people. They, they were taking their money from a non-Jewish government as opposed to taking it from Jewish collections, you know, tzedakah. And there's a problem with this, all things being equal. There's a halach in the Shulchan Aruch, that The reason for it is explained by the Taz, Achil Hashem. The Shach says, These people are embarrassing themselves publicly. They're embarrassing, therefore, the Jewish people, as if to imply that there are no Jews who are giving tzedakah. So what uh, the question that comes to the Chashuk Echemed is... Does Bezdin have the ability to be conate, to, to give a kanas to the Evionim, to say that they shouldn't be able to get Matanos Levionim, and instead give it to someone else that year? And he goes through a whole analysis, and I'm not going to give the answer now, but the Tshuva Snemar, B'Mesechus Yavamas Daf Pefav, Amit Aleph, the Ezra Kanasis Alevim. So he brings it back. Now, I just want to make one halachic point very clear. How do, how do the um, Chachamim, whether it's a question that's being asked to Zilberstein, or whether it's going back to the time of Ezra and the Bezdin of Ezra, how do they switch up a Torah rule? Especially if you take the position of Remeyer, that Meiser Rishon is only for Levium. So the Rishon and Achronim explain, we have this idea of Hefka, Bezdin Hefka, and Dine Mominus, Bezdin does have the right to take the money from one pocket and put it into another pocket, from one group and to put it into another group. Anyway, very fascinating. In Masechah Zivamas, we have such a daf with these halachas that uh, some of them are even relevant today because, as we've explained in the past, how we try to keep basic halachas of Trumas and Maestras and even Maeser Shani, and we definitely have to take care of the Aniyam. Have a great week of learning.